Washington, D.C. is often the setting for demonstrations and marches down Constitution Avenue. From gay rights to women's rights, the city has a long history of people literally taking their message to the streets. But one march stands out among the rest. Here to unpack present-day issues from a biblical perspective is Janet Parshall. Each year, tens of thousands gather in the nation's capital to let their voices be heard in support of life, from conception to natural death. The march started in 1973, shortly after the infamous Roe v. Wade decision. Nellie Gray, who founded the event, thought the march would happen only one time. This year is the 51st anniversary of that horrific decision, a decision resulting in over 64 million deaths. The march will happen again this year. In good weather or in freezing January snowstorms, marchers come by the busload from across the country. There are student groups, young families, and grandparents who gather across from the White House to hear speeches from members of Congress who encourage the marchers to stay the course. Frequently, presidents who are pro-life address the marchers through messages delivered by surrogate or by proclamations. Some call by phone from the White House. President Trump was actually the first president to appear in person. After the speeches, those in attendance start a peaceful march down Constitution Avenue, ending at the steps of the U.S. Supreme Court, where marchers pray and hear post-abortive women speak, declaring they'll be silent no more about their abortions. Tens of thousands of people march together for one common cause. It's truly an inspiring event. But as usual, there's hardly a peep from the secular press. Media blackouts of the event on the national news are as reoccurring as the march itself. Most of the networks either spike the story completely or they relegate 30 seconds to the event, calling the marchers anti-choice activists. The media bias against those who march for life is palpable. One example was a year where there was a march for more gun control that took place near the time of the March for Life. ABC and CBS reported on close to a 1,000 people marching in D.C. for restrictions to the Second Amendment. But when nearly half a million people gathered to let their voices be heard in support of life, the same networks went silent. The secular media has an agenda. They're largely anti-life and pro-abortion. They no longer report the news. They advocate for a particular position. By not reporting on the March for Life, the networks think they can shape public opinion to come into alignment with theirs. But some of us in the media will never ignore this march. Each year, the March for Life serves as a somber reminder of all the lives that have perished on the altar of choice. And each year, thanks to the participation of thousands of marchers in a cold and frigid Washington, D.C., we're reminded to fight the good fight for each and every irreplaceable human life. The secular press can elect to not cover the march, if they want, but many of us will always march to a different beat, remembering those precious little heartbeats. That's my opinion. I'm Janet Parshall. For more information, go to JanetParshallCommentary.org or email us at JanetPartialCommentary at Moody.edu.